Welcome to Monday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Glad everybody's here. Hope you're good. I was reading this story before I came in about a woman in Florida. Now, her real name is Lovely Butts. Now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what crime she committed, but I just thought Lovely Butts. Yeah. It's an interesting name because you're born with the last name Butts. Unfortunate in some cases, right? Family name, you love it? Great. Sure. Have at it. But do you put something as a first name that highlights the bit unfortunate that has happened to you with the last name. Because they definitely did that on purpose. Right. You have oh. last name Butts, let's just go with Lovely. Uh, let's name him Flat. <laughs> Tight. Yeah, so. But again, if her name were Cindy Butts, it wouldn't even make the news, really. Yeah. Yeah. But Lovely Butts is in the news. <laughs> she poured bleach oh. on an underage relative during an argument. Mm, Fortunately, this- the girl is okay. Boy, that's a tough weapon to... Do you mean you just grab it and turn it? Mm-mm, that's not good. According to cops, the 64-year-old Butts was arrested on a pair of felonies, aggravated assault, and child abuse. She was booked into the jail, which she was released on bond. Wow, she's 64 and did that? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe she's angry because her name's Lovely Butts. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Although, just the name Lovely. Let's just remove Butts. <laughs> it's Lovely. I don't you know You better lot of be Lovely looking or the kids are going to be mean. Or Lovely, yeah. If your name is Lovely and you look like me, bad news. <laughs> Uh, saw that. You know, here's something else. By the way, don't Google lovely butts. I'm just letting you guys know right now. Because <laughs> she might not come up something else. Oh, I'm going to see what she looks like. Um, I don't know. That's not what comes up. Um, <clears throat> something that's kind of happened in my life recently I'd like to take a second and talk about is that my bed at my house now is the most complicated thing. Because well, we just lived with my bedding. She moved in. We just kept rolling with the bed and the goddess here. Oh, boy. I had a sheet. That sometimes I put the little tight sheet on. Fitted. Yeah. So, and then we put another <laughs> sheet over it and then a comforter over it. And I was like, we were just rocking. Yeah. Had three pillows. Life was good. The pillows you used to sleep on? Yeah. Yeah. Life was good. I was getting quality sleep. Well, she can come and she can do anything with the house she wants because I don't care. That's not really anything I really have a lot of interest in. Like, make it look good. You do whatever you want. So she's like, all right, I'm doing the bed. I'm like, great. Have at it. I come into this house. First of all, it's like pillow fest. <laughs> There's no need for all these pillows. There's like four sleeping pillows, two big decorative white pillows, four brown pillows, maybe two brown pillows. Whatever the case, it's a lot of pillows <laughs> to the point where every night you have to take the pillows and put them on the bottom of the bed. Like on the on the little – we have like a stool thing on the bottom of our bed. A bench. Then the covers – there's the fitted sheet. There's the sheet. There's another sheet. There's some sort of what she calls a sheetling or something. or a, It's like a gray thing that's almost like a comforter, but not quite a comforter. Okay. Then on top of that, there is a comforter inside of a duvet. <laughs> We've gone levels up in our bedding. And it's so complicated. Now I can't find the remote. And I'll be like, which layer oh. is it in? I'm, <laughs> I'm dropping in all the layers like on Double Dare back in the day when you'd have to go into the food. And, uh, with your hands and find the flag, that's what it feels like. And the bed does look great, though. Sounds cute. All joking aside, it looks great. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, how am I supposed to make this bed with all this? She goes, when do you ever make the bed? I was like, good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Got me. I leave really early in the morning. Which She'll is- handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Bones. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Here we go. Morning studio, they say. I'm emailing you this morning because I need some advice. About a month ago, I was cleaning my boyfriend's apartment for him when I came across a beautiful diamond engagement ring in his night table. And I felt my heart melt. I figured he'd propose at any moment because I found the ring. (laughs) But it's been over a month and still no proposal. Every time we go out to dinner, I think this is it. (laughs) The anticipation is too much for me to handle at this point. Should I confront him about finding the ring? I'd really like to get started planning the wedding. Signed, with quotation marks, Sarah. Here's the thing, Sarah. I know it's super important for you. But if he's holding on to the ring, you don't want to ruin a possible surprise that he's been planning for you. Or the timing of something happening because he has put so much thought into it. I can't imagine him buying it, holding it for a month, just to go... You know, I'll do it when the wind hits just right. Something is spinning in his head. 90% of me goes, he's planning something, waiting for the time is right for something. 10% of me says, I don't know yet. But that's only 10%. (laughs) 90%. And and second of all, let's be honest about you cleaning his place and getting in his night table. You don't clean inside of a night table. You were looking for that ring. Yeah, I'm sending you eyeball emojis right now. (laughs) But no, you don't say anything to him. You don't even let him know. You don't even let him know that you found it until at least five years into the relationship. Because if he plans something for you, he wants it to be so special. And you talk about peer pressure for a guy to have to think about proposing now because everything on Instagram is crazy. People have big proposals, people crying, people like there's pressure on a guy now. So let him take the pressure. Hopefully, that pressure and his love for you will manifest into something that's that 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 you will always remember. Say nothing to him. Hmm. Thank you. That's that's my advice, Amy. I agree. You can't say anything. Nope, nope, nope. I don't even know that you say it five years in. Gosh, that would be so hard. But I mean, it's not your fault you found it. It might be if she's snooping. I don't know that she. <laughs> nobody. You can't prove that she was snooping. I know. But yeah, I would just be patient and it'll mean more too when you're really surprised. So just try not to think about it, but keep your nails ready. Mm, That's the thing. That is. But I don't know. But what? But the whole showing the ring that close is a little, it makes me uncomfortable as a flex. Okay, so I don't think that it's just for that, but the girl, it's like not for Instagram, but for family and friends. And- oh, it's for Instagram. Yeah, for sure it's for, for Instagram. For sure it is. It's for 100%. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I get that it's you want to send your Aunt Nita a text message of your ring, Yeah, but it's for Instagram. But everyone's also in person. Forget the pictures. Once you get engaged, everyone is asking to see your hand, and so you want your nails to look good. Okay. If he sends you to get your nails done, you know what's coming, by the way. Oh, nice. oh yeah, don't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have her, like, arrange for her friend Even or then, it's too, you can't. You can't. Anybody that's coming to her at this point going, let's get your nails done, she knows it's coming. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Sometimes you guys will come up to me and be like, I want to do this segment on the show. 
And a lot of times I'm like, that's great. Let's find a place and talk about it. But sometimes they just get rejected. And that's why this is called Rejected Segments. Oh. All right, this one's from Eddie. Oh, here we it go. It was rejected. It's a game idea. I'll give you the celebrity. You tell me if they're over or under 250 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> How hard would that be? Wait, wait. But That's you got to pick celebrities that are right on the borderline. Oh, no. Eddie, <laughs> this is so... I started laughing too hard. It's so stupid. I can't even begin to understand you why you thought celebrity. that would be. You tell me if they are over <laughs> or under 250 pounds. You're so stupid. You why would we ever play that game? Yeah, let me give you an example. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you an example. Unless we play the game. I have a tear coming down my eye. <laughs> No, we're not playing that game. Rejected segments. In the prank call world, Lunchbox prank calls Amy's husband. This is suggested by Lunchbox. And says that he thinks Amy backed into his car at the radio station, but left without saying anything. And he wants Ben to come pay for the damages right now. Yeah, he'd probably just pay for it. (laughs) 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 All right, there you go. Rejected segments. Uh, Mike D had this bit. We send Lunchbox to a mattress store dressed in pajamas saying he wants to test out a mattress to make sure it's the right one for him. But he also needs an employee to get in the bed with him to stand in for his wife, just to see how it feels. That's not bad, Bones. That's funny, but no. Rejected segments. Raymundo sent this bit. I ate something really hot, and now I want to want to sue. He ordered a burger called the Five Alarm Burger. He said it was legit the hottest burger I've ever eaten in my life. After I ate it, I burned my vocal cords. <laughs> Why do you think you could sue if it's labeled the hottest burger? That, that's what I'm saying. That's the angle. I would say that I'm fully going to go after this company, and you guys would say, you're an idiot because it's called the Five Alarm Burger. Of course you call the cops. It's so hot. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, wow. that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't make the show. There were some others that were honorable mention for being bad. Um, Eddie, do I ever get any? Because I was, I'm now I'm going to start working hard to make this list. It's, no, you I, are, I mean, we're no, honestly I mean, trying good. to get it, good ones. In yeah, there. Eddie sent a couple that were like, nah, like nicely rejected. They were like, eh. Oh, well, like but, good job, like, but no. I guess. Like, yeah. Bless your heart. Okay. <laughs> he wanted to talk about how his son gets the royal treatment at a local restaurant because he looks like the owner's son. This is true. Yeah, every time we go in there, they're like, he looks just like my boy. Hey, get chips, soda, whatever you want. And he's like, cool. <laughs> True story. Uh, see, that's what I said. That one wasn't that bad, right? Yeah, How good. long do you spend on that, though? That's there it, it is. That's, that's good. the story, right? Bones. And we hit the piece of imaging and get out of there. Another one was Eddie's thinking about buying a headset so he can use his phone when he drives. Guys, I saw somebody driving with this the other day because I have a Jeep, you know, so I can't do like a speaker or Bluetooth or whatever. It's like the whole time. This guy had like a trucker Garth Brooks headset mic. <laughs> and I'm like, that's perfect. I put it on my head. I drive, talk to my mom every day, whatever. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Rejected segments. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Robert Smith, was driving to work and he saw this apartment building on fire. So he decided to pull in and see if anybody was in there. He broke a window. Sure enough, there was a woman asleep inside. So he went through the window and brought her to safety. Saved her life. Man, she must have been sleeping hard. There's a fire. (laughs) And she just conked out. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm -hmm. He risked his own life too. Even just to go up and check out what's going on. I know. I I don't know that everyone would have done that. I don't know that I would have done that. Right. I mean, you could just call 911 and say, hey, I see an apartment on fire. I don't know that I'm a hero. So good for this guy. He's a hero. Robert Smith. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, write your answers down, guys. 
I'll give you a famous country song. You just have to tell me what movie that it's most known for being in. Oh, cool. Boy. So pens to paper. Here we go. Life is a highway from Rascal Flatts. What movie is that from? All right. Time to go around uh, the room. When we pull the music down, time to put your answer in. Okay. Got it. Amy. Cars. Cars is correct. Lunchbox. Armageddon. Mm. Not correct. Eddie. Cars. Cars is correct. Okay. Good. Here we go. Song number two. Here's a famous country song. What movie is it known mostly from? To Make You Feel My Love, Garth Brooks. Down the there ain't nothing that I wouldn't do to make you feel my love. I love that song so much. A Bob Dylan song. Thanks, Bob. That's good. Garth sang it here. Adele does a great version it of it. Does. Okay, pins down. Amy? Hope floats. Lunchbox? Princess Bride. Eddie? <laughs> Hope floats. Hope floats is great. <laughs> I've never seen either of those movies. Name this one. You can tell. (laughs) I Cross My Heart from George Strait. I cross my heart and promise to. Oh, so good. So good. Give all I've got to give to make all your dreams. Seen that one much? I have no idea. In all the world, you'll never find a love as true. As mine. Amy? Pure country. Lunchbox? Varsity Blues. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Eddie? Buddy Jackson? Pure country, dude. Pure Come country. On. Is it? All right, good. All right. Uh, See so if you know this one, name the movie. How do I live? Trisha Yearwood singing How Do I Live. I want to know. Amy looks confused for the first time. Come on, Amy. What? Do y'all know this? Yeah, I think I do. I got it. For sure? Yeah. How do I? Is it old school? <laughs> That's not the right answer. Dazed and confused. That's wrong. Amy, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah. What's that? Hold on. What's that? <laughs> Time. You have no answer. Lunchbox. I oh, man, know. guys, come on. Nick Cage, Con Air. Let's go. Eddie? Yeah, I put Con Air. Con Air. Yeah. Oh, I would have never thought it. I was thinking, what's that Bruce Willis one? What's that one? Die, Die Hard. Hard? Yeah, I was thinking Die Hard 3. <laughs> Three. Three. <laughs> All specific. <laughs> uh. Okay, here we go. Number five. We only have seven of these. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to. You know, not really a country song, but written by country songwriters. But Miley Cyrus, The Climb. What movie is this from? Lunchbox, you got to have this to stay in the game. Or you've been eliminated. You don't, there aren't enough questions well, for you to get back in. Rude, it. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, man. Amy? A walk to remember. Lunchbox? Remember the Titans. <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> I have the notebook. 
Hannah Montana the movie. Oh, oh I mean, come, come on. on. What do you want from me? I didn't make the song up or the movie. It, I trick was like, question. This is, yeah, total trick. No, it was so easy that you. Okay, right, never you saw it. Got Next it. up. Tell me something, girl. Shallow, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Are you happy in this modern world? Oh, do you need more? In. Is there something else you're searching You guys in? For? Yeah, in, for sure. Amy? A Star is Born. Lunchbox? A Broken Love. I couldn't think of the song. <laughs> the name. I, all I could <laughs> think of was a... Uh, Lunch, uh, Eddie? I have A Star is Born. Nice. <sighs> all right, one left. So is Lunchbox out? No he can play whatever. The Weary Kind. The Weary Kind. Ryan Bingham. What movie is this from? This ain't no place to lose. Oh, I've seen this. It's a good movie. What? It's I'm gonna go movie. Tombstone. <laughs> Is it another like the live action Scooby Doo? <laughs> you know with Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> it's a great movie. Well, they should have used it. Uh, Amy? Yellowstone. Yellow, no, but but good. Ryan Bingham does play Walker on Yellowstone. <laughs> sure Lunchbox? Amy, this movie does have cowboys. It's Brokeback Mountain. It is definitely <laughs> not that one. Oh. <laughs> Eddie? It's Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. What? That's right. that that? so good. What is that? Go. What is that? Uh, is that Jeff Daniels? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yes. Yeah, one of those Jeffs. <laughs> not the guy from <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> All right, play Eddie's song. There he is. Come on. Eddie, with, yeah. this, with this time, you can promote your Instagram, your oh, podcast. Your producer Eddie on Instagram. Go, go, my kids. Only one thing. Hold on, you get one front, one You're thing. Already, did you just say your Instagram and your Selfish, kids? Selfish, man. Go at ahead, produce, Eddie. Promote, promote whatever you want. At producer Eddie on Instagram. Come follow me. That's Selfish. it. That's all I get. Selfish. You can say a little more about it. What do you do on Instagram that's so fun? Oh, man, I just post a lot about my life. You know, me, I got a little eye infection. That's probably the last picture I have on there. Cool stuff. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> the Bob Bones Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a new study was done to find that there's a science behind the way we sometimes stretch out words in a text. So I'll say it and you tell me if you know what it means. Or the tone. Sure. Like if I write that, I'm like sure with a bunch of R's. It's like, um, yeah, you know, I'll agree to it, but slightly reluctantly. Yeah, it, well, they say it indicates sarcasm. Like sure, okay, okay. And then I use this one all the time. What with a bunch of A's? That's right. like an, a dramatic. Like I can't believe it. Like yeah. what? Shocked and confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yes, with about five S's. I would say an extreme yes. I'm very excited about this yes. Yeah, you're more excited than just spelling yes. So this is just a new modern language. If you want to be in the know, that's how you can text your friends. Also, hey, with a bunch of whys. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, Eddie, Eddie's thing about the hey you, you know that he brought up in rejected segments that this woman at his... Oh. Somebody in his life <laughs> he, runs into, <laughs> he runs into says to him, hey you... And now I'm all self-conscious. I was texting someone about a work thing, and it happened to be a guy. And I was typing out yo-yo, but it autocorrected, and it said yo-you. And I felt like I had to immediately <laughs> say, hey, I, I meant yo-yo. I didn't mean yo-you. And he's like, why do you mean, why do you mean yo-yo? <laughs> well, I clarified, I clarified I'm not flirting with you. 
So okay. just, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a 20 year old Tesla driver that was hit with a reckless driving charge this week because he was caught asleep behind the wheel going 93 miles per hour in his autopilot function. Oh, did he crash the car? No, but other drivers on the highway kept calling in to the police saying that they had this, they could see the driver sleeping and the car was just zooming down the highway going way too fast. How can they prove he was sleeping if he was awake when they pulled him over? Because he could just go, I wasn't sleeping. But how crazy is that? You see, I was squinting the whole time. (laughs) If this guy doesn't have a good lawyer that gets him out of this, that's a dummy. Tesla's autopilot function can steer, accelerate, and brake. On the driver's behalf. It knows where behalf. the cars are and the lines Crazy. on the road, yeah. That is so incredibly nuts. So this guy, Tom, and his wife, Kristen, they're hosting one of those cool gender reveal parties. And he was doing a cannon cartridge where he shoot it out and the color is like blue or pink. Well, he shot it the wrong way and accidentally shot himself in the crotch. Nice. But then there was blue stuff all over him, and then he was on the ground in pain. But but if you got a boy out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was fine, but just to, we have a clip of that too. Four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh. That's what you didn't hear. Okay. <laughs> I'm Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. These stories of when people fight an alligator for their animal, their dog, like like I root for them almost as hard as I root for like the U.S. Olympic soccer team. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, wow, let's go. And I don't see many alligators. I don't see much soccer. I compare them because I'm, it's, they're both foreign to me. But I root for these people because if some if an alligator bit my dog or went after my dog, I think I would do the same thing. A uh, Florida man got up close and personal with an alligator after it attacked his dog. Mike McCoy was walking his eight-month-old chocolate lab, Jake, near a pond in Florida. Which, by the way, should you be walking a tiny puppy near a pond where there might be an alligator? I mean, but do you know this alligator? Yeah, get off the edge of the pond. It's Florida, I probably know. Maybe have like 30 yards off the pond. Yeah, I guess so. Alligator jumped out of the water and grabbed his puppy, pulled the puppy (sighs) under the water. Scary. He says Jake was in a death roll with that gator, but he jumped in the water. He thumbed him in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. He picked him up out of the water so he couldn't get anywhere until he let the dog go. He thumbed the thing in the eye. Wow. You can do that to humans too, you know. Mm-hmm. If you stick your thumb you in the eye. you can get to it, yeah. And mm-hmm. sharks, I've heard. Why? 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 They have to get stitches, both of them, because they did get bitten by the gator a little bit, but they both are okay. They're going to be fine. The gator awesome. was estimated to be between seven and nine feet long. They're working with a trapper to remove it from the pond. Wow. That's an awesome story. Florida man... That's great. Mike McCoy, Jake, proud you're alive. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call James Bond taking a bath? What do you call James Bond taking a bath? Bubble 07. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was the morning corny. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Carol Baskin. Carol, are you there? I am. There she is. Carol Baskin, everybody. I'm a big fan. I love you. I feel like you've been waiting a long time to hear that imaging on the phone now. Carol Baskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so at what point did you decide, I think I want to do Dancing with the Stars? Because I'm sure they approached you way early. Like, how long did it take you to get to that point? 
Right after Tiger King aired, we were hit by over 200 media outlets asking us to come on and talk about Tiger King, and I declined all of them. And one of them was Dancing with the Stars, which was kind of weird. And so my daughter saw the list, and she said, well, you've got to do Jimmy Fallon, and you've got to do Dancing with the Stars. I had never seen either show. And the Jimmy Fallon thing turned out to be a prank, as everybody knows. a really funny one, as it turns out. But then when I called Dancing with the Stars back, I was like, okay, this is just going to be a prank, because nobody in their right mind would call me and ask me to be on a show about dancing. And they did. And I love that you're doing the show. (laughs) (laughs) I do, because it's so vulnerable to get out there in front of millions of people and compete in something that you have never done. Have you ever had a single dance lesson, Carol Baskin? No. I mean, I didn't even dance at my wedding because I just it was a sin in my family, and so I never danced as a child and never did as an adult. Was a part of the reason that you went on the show to promote Big Cat Rescue? It was the only reason other than my daughter. Like I said, I didn't even know what the show was. I thought when they invited me that they were going to have me dance with a star because I didn't perceive myself as a star. <laughs> but um, I felt like if this was something that a lot of people watched, if my daughter watches it, then there's a lot of people watching this. I wanted people to know about the big cats that were really left out in Tiger King. They are the ones that are suffering the abuse. And I hope every week that I can stay in this, it keeps the spotlight on the cats. I got to tell you, Carol, I don't think they treated you fair on that show. I don't at all. <laughs> you had to feel the you same know, way. Yeah. I felt so utterly betrayed by what they did, but there's always, I think everything always happens the way it it should and that it's always for the best. And so even though my family and I suffered greatly because of that, there's so much good that we can turn this into. Have you trademarked, hey, all you cool cats and kittens? We're trying to. (laughs) Oh, is is that starting to be tough? Because, I mean, have other people tried to jump on it since the show? Yeah, other people have. I've actually been using that phrase for years on my little big cat briefing that I do. And so I think we stand a good chance of actually trademarking it, but it's like a year-long process to do it. Carol Baskin is on with us. I think you're handling this beautifully to hear you say that you were misrepresented and a lot of people could just run the other direction with that, but instead you're trying to turn it into something good and positive and what you can do for your cat rescue center and i just love that you know i'll say this about carol baskin and about thank you i've always believed in you carol baskin i came on the show from episode one i was like carol baskin's getting the s end of the stick on this show that's why i said (laughs) well thank you you're welcome (laughs) well and thank you for putting up scuba steve's been messaging you a lot over the last few months right to try to get you on the show you really have a gem in him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what we like. All right. Yeah. All right. On Instagram, you can follow her, Carol Baskin Cat. Let me just say, Miss Carol Baskin, it has been a thrill. Be healthy. Be safe. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Carol Baskin. Bye. There she goes. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we finally got her. I did. I did. I did. Hey, Ray, are we clear? Clear. Okay, cool. You just never know. Is she still on? Well, sometimes that'll happen. I'll be like, well, that was a good interview. But I mean, <laughs> and they, really, they come on and say, thanks. Is she hung up? <laughs> or I'll, it'll happen. I'll be like, yeah, that, that was kind of crappy. And then they're like, uh, still here? Like, oh, crap. <laughs> okay. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, well, so the, I'll give you my thoughts after. Perfect. Ray, let's hit a quick break. And then I'll give you my thoughts after this. And then I want to ask you the question I wanted to ask, but then I didn't know it was appropriate, so I didn't. So I was like, congratulations <laughs> oh, on handling this so well. Okay, You're okay. so nice. We'll find to- out what you wanted to ask next. <laughs> and I'll tell you what they told me before the interview. Okay. Because okay. I kind of had to hybrid it, what they told me and what I wanted to do. Angela in Virginia. You're on the Bobby Bone Show. 
I just wanted to let you know that you did an absolute amazing job on the interview this morning. I was kind of excited. Um, I don't have a side. I don't go either way. And knowing that you're her side and she hadn't wanted to talk for six months, um, I just wanted to let you go that it was an amazing interview and I think it went very well and you couldn't have done it any better. Wow. Thank you very much. Here's the thing with her. I feel like that documentary had an agenda. They all do, by the way. It's not just this documentary. They all come in with a perspective. And I feel like they needed a villain. But who's crazier? Joe Exotic was way crazier hmm. than Carol Baskin. He just was. So if I got to pick a side, I'm going to pick the one of the not absolutely nuts person who burned their own shack down. Who is that Joe Exotic had too much crazy crap going on. Aside from that, I just don't think it's fair to say that someone murdered their husband when you don't know anything. You don't know. I just can't get on that side. And she sounded like a sweet person. Here's what they told me before this interview. Okay. They walked in, or Scuba did, and said, hey, Disney, ABC has asked that you only talk about Dancing with the Stars. Now, it wasn't my intention to only talk about Dancing with the Stars, nor did I only talk about Dancing with the Stars. But I did want to talk about it, and I felt that she was going to be uncomfortable when that interview started, just going, what's about to happen? So it's my job as a good interviewer sometimes to not ask the greatest questions first so I can warm them up to answering better later. So it's on. It's like, hey, how you feeling? How's your health? Dancing with stars. Gooba, gooba, gooba. All that happens. And then as soon as she gave me the outlet to go to Tiger King, I did. Because I was waiting for her to mention it one time. And then she oh, goes, you yeah. know what, Tiger King? And I was like, speaking of Tiger King, I'm glad yeah, you brought yeah. that up. Mm-hmm. Since you brought that up, it now allows me to walk over there. And I said, I don't feel like you're represented fairly on that show. How did you feel? To which she answered. I felt so utterly betrayed by what they did. But there's always, I think everything always happens the way it it should and that it's always for the best. And so even though my family and I suffered greatly because of that, there's so much good that we can turn this into. And in her mind, she walked herself there. Really, I waited for the right spots, took it, and that's where we went. But you, I kind of had to be meticulous with my moves because she could just hang up at any time. Yeah. It's like walking up to a deer. Now, most deers aren't going to let you walk up to them anyway. She hasn't let us walk up to her. If you make any sudden movements, that deer's out. Gone. However, every great once in a while, if you got the right corn in your hand. it's <laughs> a great analogy. And you move just up. slow enough. To where they don't see you as a threat, but rather as someone that is providing them something, some nourishment. That freaking deer will come to your hand and eat the corn. Carol Baskin ate the corn. Mm-hmm. It's great. She was great. She was great on the show. Well, when she was eating corn, that's when I thought you were going to go for the. Also, the I'm also playing the long game here. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Oh. Oh. Okay. I don't want to disrespect her. First of all, she's not doing any interviews. And she came on our show. How lucky are we? How grateful am I? Scuba Steve has busted his butt for the last six months trying to get her on. I mean, basically harassed her. Yeah, pretty much. She said you're once a month I would hit her up, yeah. So that being said, I I felt like it went as good as I could make it because I wasn't going to go, so you got 11 last week. Did you kill your husband? <laughs> Wasn't going to do that because I'm also investing in the long-term relationship between myself and Carol Baskin. Got it. Let's go over to <laughs> Megan in Georgia. Megan, you're on the show. How are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. 
All right. I'm so excited to hear you guys. So listen, Carol Baskin on there, I was so happy. You know, I sent her an email to get her on the show. Oh, nice. You were yeah, booking her on the show for back. us. Yeah. Let me grab one more call here. This is Jessica in Oklahoma. Jessica, you're on the show. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. What's going on? Um, I just wanted to say I love the interview. I was not a Carol Baskin fan before, but after listening to your interview with her, you really have me out here rooting for Carol Baskin. And I can't think of her name without going, Carol Baskin. <laughs> that song. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the call. Hey, Ray, let's play voicemail number four from last night. Someone called and said this whenever they heard we were having Carol Baskin on. Bobby, are you serious with Carol Baskin? Like, this is ridiculous. I've listened to you for years, and I'm going to stop listening to you because of this. Absolutely ridiculous. Peace. What is, he's like Joe Exotic fan? (laughs) That was Joe Exotic, going to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby! I don't care. Listen, this show is a very inclusive show. You can be any age, any race, any sex, and you can probably find one of us that you're like, all right, I feel that. Like, we we want every, come on in, feel comfortable coming in. We're odd. We're weird. We shouldn't be doing this show. We understand that. That's where the B team comes from. We feel like we're not A team, we're B team. We're the second team. And that's okay, and we're proud of that. And because of that, we have each other's back. And so you don't want to be part of the B team, then kick rocks. We don't need you. We might, though. So, okay. <laughs> Depending on what city you're living times. in and how ratings are and what city we're in. JK, JK. Let me yeah. know. Hey, what was that area code we called from? <laughs> we're about to play our game, Never Gonna Get It. Let's bring up Morgan, who's on the phone right now. Morgan is in Oklahoma. Hey, Morgan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. What part of Oklahoma are you in? I'm from a small town here at Oklahoma. All right. Well, I'm glad you're on. We're going to play this game called Never Going to Get It, where I ask the show an impossible question. If they get it, they win cash, and you win the same cash that they win. Okay? All right. Sounds good. So I'll ask the question this time, and then you, Morgan, can decide who you'd like to team up with. Okay? Okay. The Never Going to Get It question. 35% of hiring managers say this resume mistake has gotten a job seeker an instant rejection. Oh. So they just did a big big poll. 35% of people, basically one-third of people, said, hey, they got this on a resume, and they were like instantly rejected, not even going to give it a second look. So that's the question. What is it? Morgan, which of these these folks would you like to team with? Who do you think is going to get it right? I have no clue who to pick. Um, I'm going to go with Amy. Okay. Fan favorite, Amy, for sure. All right, this is Morgan on with us right now. As we play Never Gonna Get It, here's the question. 35% of hiring managers say this resume mistake has gotten a job seeker an instant rejection. Now, there's 20 bucks up for grabs. If any of you get it, you get 20 bucks. If your person gets it, Morgan, which is Amy, you also get 20 bucks. Yes. (laughs) Let's go around the room. Amy, what'd you write down? Typo. Okay. Lunchbox. Spelling mistakes. Eddie. I put your first job. Nobody cares about your first job. Hmm? Morgan? I put their email name. What do you mean? Like their email account, the name of their email account. Or like Bobby Bone 69 Yeah. <laughs> like a funny email account? Yeah, just any email account, yeah. 
Like whatever their oh, email account. But don't you want to contact them on email? I would think Ooh. if it's their email is childish. Like Morgan, too, get specific. You're on to it. Well, hold on. Oh, let me see what Ray says. You got Wait, Ray, what? Ray, 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 Ray. What do you say? Grammatical. Okay. Everyone's wrong. Morgan might be right again. Wait, what? I need you to be more specific, Morgan. Why do I get so close? Why? Why? Is I need I, you to be so specific. 35% of hiring managers say this is an instant no. I need you to need you to hit me with it. Yeah. Can it be their email username? Is that specific enough? What do you mean? E- I don't understand what you're saying like, though. If I put on uh, Jockey Kid twenty five from high school, like that little username part is what I'm talking about. Like when it shoot, I know it. You're now. out. Well, yeah, because she's already out. got it right for you. Yeah, I know. She's already but led na- you to the water. Oh, I thought Mike. Do I give it to her? No, I think it is too. Woo! Yeah, yes! it's an unprofessional email address. Yeah. The biggest resume mistake is. The, the most often is grammar and typos, but people that see an unprofessional email address, cut them immediately. You know why I know this? Because you my... used to be Boner Girl 68. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be funny, though. A professor told me, he was like, I used to do this to people, and I was like, okay, well, I'll make sure I have a good email address, and it just always stuck with me. She's nailed these guys. That's I think good. she's the queen of never going to get it. Stop. Yeah. Amy's like, I won one. <laughs> Broken clock, right? Twice a day. That's my grandma used to say. Oh, okay. Don't insult my grandma by saying <laughs> Don't insult my grandma. Don't insult my grandma. Morgan, you did not win. I'm very sorry, but I'm thankful that you called. Is there anything you'd like to say while we're here? Yeah, can I give a shout-out to my B-team crew? You got it. Shout them out. All right. Hi, Mom, Kim. Hi, Angie. Hi, Ashley. And hi, Nicole. What up? All right. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks for playing. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. You have a good day. And Morgan just made $20. Woo. What are you going to do with that 20 bucks, Morgan? Mm, no, I'm just going to keep it in there in case I keep losing, you know, so that way I oh, can yeah. <laughs> give it to Mike. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. It's 2 a.m. and these two state troopers, Michael Allen and Pete Christie, are sitting in their patrol car and an SUV goes, uh-oh, let's get them. Turn the lights on, boys. They follow the SUV. They quickly realize there's a guy putting his hand outside the window like, I can't stop. I can't stop. Oh, no. So they finally get by him. They say, you have to pull over. So they got him to pull over. Well, it was a dad taking his wife to the la- to the hospital because she was going in labor. So like, well, all right, scoot over, dad. Let's see what we got here. They see the baby's head coming out. <gasps> they spring into action. They deliver the baby on the spot, hand it to the father. And now the baby is healthy and the mom is healthy. And they did it all there on the side of the road. That's wild. Because you know at first they're like, we got somebody drunk, right? from the cops. Uh-huh. Or, or 2 a.m. Hmm. You're thinking like, of course, this guy's definitely drunk, but no. What I think about when these people have babies in places that aren't a hospital, how do they know where to cut the umbilical cord? I think they train. I think they train. But like, what about somebody random? <laughs> like, do they just take the baby and the mom and cord it together? I mean, it seems like when they see like the head coming out, it's pretty obvious. You just almost like a quarterback takes the snap. I get that, but I'm saying there's an umbilical cord. Well, they call the ambulance. Bones. Ambulance shows up and then does everything, you know, uh, the way they're supposed to. But I, I think in the moment, they just catch the baby. Yeah, that's awesome. Good good for those cops. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, Terry. Thanks for calling the show. What's going on? Hi. I just wanted to tell you guys, you guys are hilarious. You make me laugh every morning. And I was sitting at a gas station just smiling and laughing. And for the first time in my life, and I'm going to be 50 next month, first time in my life, somebody came up to me and hit on me. 
I was so excited. I'm like going because <laughs> I was laughing and smiling at you guys at the show. I was like, well, first time in my life. What did the guy say as he approached you? He come up and, and I was looking at. He, open, he asked me to open the window, and I opened the window, and he goes, he goes, can I have your number? Wow. And no. And he goes. Can you have mine? Oh, that's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. Wow, not his first rodeo with this. And did you... Oh, did like he, I'm married, and I'm like going, I'm sorry. That's funny. I what? thought that was great. That was the highlight of my year. That's amazing. I'm going to be 50 next month. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be 50 next month. I'm almost a golden girl. And this guy come up and hit on me. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. That's fine. I still got it. What? Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was great because I was laughing and smiling so hard. I was like, uh, you know, and he come up to me, and I thought that was great. Anyway, thank you guys so much for making me laugh every year. All right. Hey, Terry, where, where do you live in Florida? Bradenton. Bra- oh, yeah. Bradenton? Know it well. You, you do? Yeah, you used to summer there. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just had to tell you guys, you guys make me laugh okay. every morning. And- <laughs> Thank you very much. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy 50th birthday when Thank it comes you. up. And uh, thanks for listening. And good luck on your date. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> she's married. <laughs> All right. There she goes. That's funny, though, huh? Oh, she's married. Yeah, she's married. I missed that part. <laughs> she had to decline. <laughs> oh. I tell you, I was, Caitlin was with me in Seattle because she, she'll travel with me. She just works. So she, she's like, heck, if I'm going to work all day Friday and half the day Saturday because her job, when she like internet codes mm-hmm. and does, um, um, software sales for oil companies. Listen, I struggle with knowing exactly what she does because I look <laughs> over at it and I'm like, I don't know what that means. But so she, we were at the hotel. I was about to go off and shoot. And she goes, hey, I'm going to go over to Starbucks and get us a coffee. So she walks over that's like next. And this guy pulls up to where she is walking, goes, hey, rolls window down and goes, hey, can I take you to lunch? And she was like, what? And he goes, can I take you to lunch? And she was like, no, I have a boyfriend. He's like, well, doesn't he want you fed? <laughs> and I wow. was like, you know what? Not a bad line. That's bold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you're already in, that's not a bad one. <laughs> Amy, how are your kids? They're doing good. Eddie, I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever deal with this when your kids have play dates, but I've noticed that with lots of parents, when you're texting about kids getting together, there's a tango of whose house it's going to be at. Oh, nice. And everyone seems real flexible, and it's fine, you know, my house or your house, whatever you just say, but no parent wants to commit to their house in case the other person's willing to volunteer as tribute first. (laughs) This is so so true. Yeah, and so I kind of came up with, I don't know if it has a name, but I'm starting to call it the Playdate Tango, where parents (laughs) just dance back and forth and dance around the fact that they're open to a play date, but I mean, whatever house is fine. And you just wait for the person to commit. And then sometimes it's you, sometimes it's them. You win some, you lose some. That's just, to me, I just thought it was comical. Because you sometimes end up in a stalemate of like, who's going to text next? Like, what are we going to do? And the kids have to get together. Who's going to volunteer first? Do you ever try to shove your kids with another kid that they don't really like because your parent, you guys, your parents get along? No. I haven't yet. Well, my kids don't. I don't even have that many options to choose from. <laughs> so far, my kids just play with people that they that they like. <laughs> Eddie, you have this problem at all? Yeah, well, the the tango for sure is a real thing because uh, you just. I don't think anyone wants to host kids at their house, and like sometimes I think lately it's been our house just because we're like, oh, I don't want to play this game. Let's well, fine. You can do it at our house, and we'll do it. But it's a real thing. Yeah. 
Your 13-year-old is too old for play dates. He's 12. Oh. But, um... We can I still play with friends. I wouldn't say he's too old. Yeah, like, no. like he has friends come come over and they just kind of. That's different than a play date that's been organized by mom. Sure. And my dad. daughter's thirteen. I still organize with moms. Yeah, but your daughter's thirteen who hasn't been in America that long. Yeah, true. Eddie's kids like from the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just thought other parents might be able to relate. Lunchbox, what'd you do? I called the Museum of Nature and Science because they have a zombie, not a zombie, they have a mummy exhibit. <laughs> and I acted like a fifth grade teacher and I wanted to bring my students to see the zombies. So he's supposed to be a teacher, <laughs> but he thinks a mummy's a zombie. It's funny. Okay, here we go. <laughs> guest services. How can I help you? Yes, ma'am. I'm a fifth grade science teacher and we've been doing a whole month on zombies and I want to bring the kids to see some zombies in the flesh. <laughs> well, that sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, I know you guys are doing the zombie exhibit. And I'm just trying to get some more information. Um, we have like Egyptian mummies here at the museum. You said you have a Egyptian zombies? Egyptian mummies. We don't have a zombies exhibit. <laughs> Man, do you, do you have any zombies that were on The Walking Dead? We do not, no. You'd probably have to go to some Hollywood lot to see something like that. <laughs> so it, some of the kids, you know, like they're kind of scared. Is there a way they can see them through the glass so the zombie won't? They're, they're worried the zombies are going to come back to life when we're there. <laughs> sure. Um, again, we don't have a zombies <laughs> exhibit, so I can't really answer that question. Yeah. Do you have any famous zombies? We don't have any zombies, period. <laughs> <laughs> we must be thinking, like, he's a teacher. He's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's wrong with America. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Vermont. A man was driving an ATV trying to escape police because he had not paid his bar tab. He's driving. He crashes into a pole, and he's like, I got to get out of here. And there's a truck sitting at the red light. Light turns green, starts to pull off, so he jumps in the bed of the truck. Nice. Guy in the truck pulls over, throws him out of the truck so police can apprehend him. (laughs) That seems like a lot of running and a lot of work for running out of a bar tab. Yeah, I should have just paid that. And or he, got, he was driving the thing. He was drunk. Oh, yeah, oh well. yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. This woman has food poisoning, and that is just an awful feeling. Nothing you can do. Head hurts. Stomach hurts. Ugh. And she's like, I have terrible food poisoning. Until she gave birth. Oh, wow. So she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Patricia Crawford, a New Jersey woman, thought she had food poisoning, spent the night in the bathroom with tummy troubles, and then at 5 a.m. her son was born. Golly, oh, this happens, and it's so crazy. Every time it happens, it's so bizarre. She said she didn't have any pregnancy symptoms over the nine months, aside from the occasional stomach pain. That she may have felt a flutter, but it was like, I thought it was gas. <laughs> but I mean, I just see how big bellies get. Some like the baby, like there's no denying that someone is like nine months pregnant, and then. And I wonder that moment too, where it goes from, "Am I about to do number two To there's a baby head. <laughs> it's probably a different feeling, it, I would think. But it's like, oh my, that's what? Huh? I know. Like, uh, crazy. I huh? wonder if my friend that this happened to, she would be willing. I mean, I haven't talked to her in years. I'd love I you to get her on she, the phone. I mean, I would have track her down. She's my friend from college. This legit happened to her. And she was in the bathroom, didn't know she was pregnant. Next thing you know, baby came out. There you have it. But her uterus is really set far back. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. 
the Bobby Bones Show.